Hello and welcome to Get Flushed, the world's favourite sanitation podcast. I'm Pete. This is a change to the planned episode, which was supposed to feature an interview with Vinu Gupta from the World Toilet Board Coalition. I'll publish that episode later on, but I've made the change because we've seen some really unique events over the past two weeks that I really want to comment on today. Get Flushed has always been about the business of sanitation, and this episode is set against the backdrop of rising costs, particularly in the price of fuel. It's my take on what business owners, managers and staff can do to protect their margins in what's becoming a very complex and challenging economic environment. To get us into that, I'd like to share a news bulletin released by Reuters in London on the 10th of March. It read, Retail gasoline and diesel prices soared to record highs in many countries across the world this week, prompting several governments to consider pumping up subsidies or trimming taxes to shield consumers from financial strain. The move reflects the economic and political risks that governments see in the current energy spike that's been driven by a rebound in fuel demand since the dark days of the pandemic and supply disruptions in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. If prices continue rising, as many analysts expect, they will take a big bite out of economic growth, force lower consumption and in some cases trigger political unrest. In the United States, the average price for gasoline has already reached a record $4.30 per gallon, and Devin Gladden at the American Automobile Association warned that prices could reach $6 or $7 a gallon if the global oil price reaches $200 per barrel, as many analysts predict. Here in New Zealand, we've seen the price of 91 petrol jump to $3 a litre, a 13% rise over the last week, and the price of diesel rose by 25% to $2.30 a litre. That's easily the biggest increase and the highest price we've seen for diesel and gas in living memory. I've seen posts on social media where similar price rises have been felt in many other parts of the world. It's fair to say we're all feeling the pain and I can't think of anywhere that has escaped unscathed. A friend of mine is an agricultural contractor. He told me it cost him over $4,000 to fill up his combine harvester with diesel this week, compared with less than $2,000 a year ago. When I filled up my truck yesterday, diesel was $2.51 a litre. The full tank that cost less than 100 bucks a year ago cost me over $200, double the price. As a private motorist, I can probably reduce the number of journeys I make, use public transport where it's available, or even ride my bike. But businesses don't have those options. You can't deliver a restroom with a bike, and you can't service them if you take the bus. The extra cost of the fuel in that combine harvester can only result in higher prices for the consumer. Wheat, flour and bread will become more expensive as everyone in that particular supply chain tries to cover their costs. We're already seeing higher prices for food in New Zealand and the gap between the cost of living and the average wage is starting to get wider. I'm in my mid-50s and I belong to a generation that has enjoyed some pretty good times economically. Sure, I can remember the high inflation, the strikes and the three-day weeks we experienced in the UK when I was a kid in the 70s. I can remember the high interest rates and soaring unemployment in the 1980s, the big crash in 87 and the negative equity that trapped so many of my colleagues and friends who'd bought expensive homes only to see their value fall within the next year. Since then though, we've generally had it pretty good. Globally, interest rates have been low, inflation has been held in check, and many people around the world have seen their standard of living improve. Sure, there have been some ups and downs, but things have been stable. Unfortunately, those good times have come to an end. Inflation is back and interest rates are on the rise. Analysts have said this is not a recession, it's a depression, and many argue that it could be deeper than anything we've seen since the Great Depression of the 1930s. I don't want to cause panic or alarm, but with the pandemic and now the invasion of the Ukraine, things are likely to get much worse before they improve. 
Okay, before I get bogged down in the doom and gloom, let's think about some of the practical steps that business owners and managers might use to negate some of those rising costs and navigate their way through the next few months. The first option is to do nothing. Keep a level head and carry on business as usual. There's a lot to be said for rolling with the flow and trying to absorb any extra costs. In normal circumstances, I'd say that things will ease off and the pendulum will swing back the other way. I'm sure it will, but the scale of the change over the past few weeks suggests that these are not normal times. If the downward spiral gets any steeper, anyone trying to soldier on may soon find that it's too late to save their business. The obvious short-term response is to raise your prices, introduce a blanket increase that helps you meet some of those additional costs. And over the past year or two, we've seen plenty of restroom manufacturers and chemical companies use that tactic three or four times. For operators, higher costs to buy mean that it takes them longer to recover any return on their investment. And if they've borrowed money to buy the fleet, higher interest rates mean that repayments will be higher or the loan will take longer to pay off. In the longer term, they'll see their profits reduced unless they raise their prices or find savings elsewhere. So yes, a price increase does make sense. Now, I often hear operators say that by raising their prices, they'll make their customers look elsewhere for a cheaper deal. That's a legacy of a price-led market where the lowest price wins business, and operators have relied on volume in order to achieve their margins. Now, I'd say that those times are over. Anyone looking to win work by offering the lowest price in this market is heading for financial ruin. And I've said it before, you can't provide high levels of cleanliness and hygiene that customers deserve and demand if you cut corners to make savings. The one thing I will say is that you can raise your price if you're fully transparent. Call your clients or email them with a clear explanation of what you're doing and why. Write this down before you make the call. Don't make it up on the spot. Most clients will appreciate that call and they'll understand the situation. And if they don't, well, they're riding you and you should ask if you really want to keep supplying them. I'll say at this point that I've seen some companies raise their prices but pledge to lower them again as and when market conditions start to ease. That's a noble gesture, but I'd caution against making promises that you might not be able to keep. My next recommendation, if you're not already doing it, is to start charging for transport, certainly for your pickups and deliveries, and make sure that your service rates include a component that covers the distance you travel to and from each site. Now, you could charge this as a flat rate fee, say $10 for every 10 mile radius from your yard. Again, if you're not already doing this, take time to contact each customer and explain those charges clearly. Tell them that it's to cover the unusually high cost of fuel. Most customers will understand that because they'll be in the same position as you. Perhaps a better option than a fixed rate transport fee is a fuel surcharge. The most effective way to do this is to use a sliding scale, where the percentage charged is tied to the market price of fuel. Imagine gas is $4 a gallon, you might add a fuel surcharge of 5%. If fuel hits $5 a gallon, you might increase that surcharge to 10%, and if it gets to $6 a gallon, you could charge 15%. If you add a surcharge at those rates, a $50 delivery fee would be charged at $52.50, $55 and $57.50 respectively. Now I'm using simple numbers but you'll get my point. If the price of fuel goes up, you charge a higher rate. If it comes down, you lower the rate. Again, it's really important to tell your customers what you're doing. Be simple and concise and make it easy for them to understand so they know what's happening. And making it simple also allows your admin staff to make the right charges when they prepare the invoices. My next recommendation is to adapt behaviour, and by that I mean plan the most efficient routes. If you're not already doing it, use some sort of software to optimise your routes. There are a lot of options out there, and you'll be amazed at how much time and distance you can save if you cut out all the unnecessary doubling back. 
Now, there's no point in doing that unless you talk to your crew. Explain why they need to follow the optimal route and ask them to adapt their driving habits. Go steady on the gas, ease off the brakes, and if they don't have to use a PTO to pump toilets, get them to turn off the truck when they arrive on site. Idling engines burn gas. At business level, now's a good time to start looking to rein in your outstanding liabilities. Shorten your terms. Instead of 30 days, ask for payment in 10. Even better, make it easy for your customers to pay. Offer them a direct debit or take credit card details so that you can take automatic payments. And because interest rates are starting to rise, now is the time to review your borrowing. Can you reduce your liabilities and pay off debt instead of borrowing more money? Banks want you to stay with them and they want you to stay in business. Talk to your bank and see what they can offer. Don't be afraid to shop around. You might find lower rates or higher incentives somewhere else. Don't be afraid to ask your current bank what they can do to stop you switching for a better deal with another provider. And while you're at it, shop around for insurance and power too. And while you're thinking about your liabilities, now may be a time to think about your future purchases. I've seen a couple of posts online this week where operators have placed orders for restrooms that they don't expect to receive until later in the year, perhaps July or August. A couple of people have asked whether they should cancel those orders. Well, at some point, the economy will change and demand will start to rise again. And the operators that are planning ahead will be ready to pounce when that market turn occurs. If you cancel your future procurement now, what are the chances that you'll be able to get those orders fulfilled at a later date? At the very least, you'll go to the back of the line and face another six months wait next time you place the order. So in answer to that question, I'd say trust yourself and go ahead with the purchase. You will definitely be able to sell those units if you don't need them when they arrive. On a similar note, it makes a lot of sense to be careful with your day-to-day spending. I don't mean put a blanket ban on all spending as a way to make savings. I've seen that used in a few businesses. While it appears to make sense, it doesn't work. Portable sanitation is really hard on trucks and operators are always going to have to spend on repairs and maintenance. Ignoring an engine fall or continuing to drive if the steering tracking is out won't reduce your cost if it leads to a blown engine or ruins the front tyres. Regular vehicle inspections are the key here. A routine walk around every day and a full vehicle check once a week will really help you identify and fix problems early and that could help you avoid expensive breakdowns and repairs. That's been a really quick run through and I'll close today by saying that not every business is going to survive this depression. Some operators just won't be able to cope with the increased costs and others are already thinking that enough is enough. It's time to sell up and leave town. And let's face it, the pandemic has shown that portable sanitation is an attractive industry with very low barriers to entry. Now is an incredibly good time to sell. If you are thinking about your exit strategy, I'll be looking at the steps you can and should be taking to prepare your restroom business for sale in a future episode. Okay, next time I'm hoping to bring you the episode with Vinu Gupta from the World Toilet Board. In the meantime, please leave me a message at podinbox.com slash getflushed if you have any questions about today's episode or want to know anything else about the business of sanitation. For now, thank you for your time. I've been Pete and you've been listening to Get Flushed, the world's favourite sanitation podcast. (laughs) 